The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Mike Abadir Show. You'll want to sit tight this hour as hosts Mike Abadir and co-host Gino Bacola talk to the experts, celebrities, and figures from the worlds of sports and business of sports. We cover the NFL, baseball, basketball, soccer, and horse racing, so we have all of the bases covered. Now, we just need your participation. Here is your host, Mike Abadir. Thursday, March 10th. In the year 2022, this is your host, Mike Abadir, and this is the Mike Abadir Show, which, of course, you know because you've tuned in and you hear a lot of enthusiasm and excitement in my voice. There's a few different reasons for that. There's so much going on in the world of sports right now, and it all seems to have hit in the last few hours. And I also want to give a very warm welcome to our new sound engineer, Jairi. So welcome, Jairi. Glad to have you on board, my man. Let's have some fun together. Speaking of some fun... There have been trades that are monumental in the National Football League to get to. I'm talking like you don't get a lot of big trades in football. Typically, it's not a sport that lends itself to a lot of big trades. Baseball is the one that comes to mind in terms of a lot of player activity, trades, that type of stuff. A little bit of basketball, too, as you approach the trade deadlines. But the NFL... You know, you could kind of count on uh, one hand the number of blockbuster trades that we've experienced throughout the history of the National Football League. Probably the most famous one is the one involving Herschel Walker and the Dallas Cowboys and the Minnesota Vikings and the haul that the Cowboys were able to get back, change the fortunes of their franchise forever. It's actually the last time that the Cowboys have had a big run. Super Bowl run, I should say. But now we're talking in a matter of 48 hours, the AFC West has been involved in some big time wheeling and dealing. Let's start first with the Denver Broncos who land themselves, Russell the Muscle, Russell Wilson. Probably now that Brady and Breeze and Roethlisberger are gone, easily top five NFL quarterback at Russell Wilson. He's still got age on his side. He's 33. Quarterbacks now can play until they're in their 40s. And so the Seahawks trade away their franchise guy. That takes some cojones to do that. Send him to the Denver Broncos, who must be looking at the same formula that the Rams had this year in terms of winning the Super Bowl, which is a competent running game, a formidable defense, We just need a quarterback. We just need a man to run the ship. Obviously, Drew Locke wasn't that guy. Teddy Bridgewater wasn't that guy. Russell Wilson, he's the type of quarterback that can elevate players. I remember there was a while when the Legion of Boom was the big thing and people were giving the defense the credit for 
the Seattle Seahawks' success, and I would tell them this guy is in his own league. This guy is a top-tier MVP candidate each and every year. You watch and you see when they don't have a good defense, when they don't have a good running game, when there is no Marshawn Lynch, his success is going to keep rolling, and it's done nothing but that. He elevates the play of all the guys around him. Huge move for the Denver Broncos. Now, on the defensive side of things, a team that doesn't need a quarterback that's already got a pretty decent defense, at least got some really good core pieces with Bosa. How about the Los Angeles Chargers just here in the last few moments have pulled together a mega trade for Khalil Mack from the Chicago Bears. Unbelievable pass rush specialist. Now you got Bosa and Khalil Mack. They're looking across Los Angeles and seeing that the Rams have won the Super Bowl. They're seeing across in their own division that the Broncos just landed Russell the muscle. And they're thinking to themselves, my goodness, we better do something now or we're in big trouble. And the Chargers did it. Big splash. Big, big splash. So we'll get to more about that. And then there's big baseball trades. Uh, excuse trades. Big baseball news, I should say, in that they finally got something done. They finally got something done. We're going to have a 162-game season. I'm super excited about that. They made concessions in all the right areas. Now, last week, we were having conversation, and we were talking about why would Major League Baseball want bigger bases? Why was that even an issue? And to be honest with you, I couldn't figure it out. None of my guests could figure it out. I was thinking maybe along the lines of safety. That's a part of it. But the part that I totally overlooked was the rise in stolen bases. And if you look at a lot of the different changes that are going to be implemented they're all about making the game more exciting for the fans even this pitch clock stuff I was kind of looking at things the wrong way a little bit because now you're going to be able to increase the pace of play now a lot of people are like who cares about pace of play some people really care about it they think baseball is is you know it drags out too long but think of this this is one component that i hadn't really thought about when i was when i was talking to you guys about this in the last couple of weeks which is it's not just a pace of play thing but now if we're gonna have bigger bases meaning more stolen bases that finger gets in there in time but now we've got pitchers that are pitching at a faster pace just in your mind think about this think about somebody that's a flame throwing reliever like Ardolos chapman consistently hitting 100 on the clock he delivers a fireball, and now he needs to get right back to the mound and pitch again and not make a, a couple of circles, a couple laps around that mound. You know what I'm talking about? You know, dropping that bag, the rosin bag back and forth, you know, lifting his hat, wiping away the sweat, putting the ball cap back on, getting on the mound, getting signs, nodding him off stepping off the rubber again and going through that whole routine. And now you got to get back on the rubber and deliver the next pitch, maybe even out of breath. Guess what's going to happen? 
you're going to miss location. You're going to give up hits. You're going to give up home runs. We'll talk about all this stuff later. Like I said at the top of the show, so much news to talk about between baseball and football. One topic that we really haven't got into that much, and as as any loyal listener knows, we've had big-time guests like like NFL players and coaches and, and writers and TV guys like Jason Whitlock and Olympians and the whole range. One thing that we haven't really given a lot of attention to is high school football, high school football recruiting, and that whole dynamic. It's a world in of itself. It's a fascinating one. It's fast-paced, high-pressure. It's one of those things where we get to see the end product on the college football field each Saturday. But the amount of work that it takes to get there from these young men, the sacrifices that they have to make, the attempt to just get attention their way, the efforts that they have to put in in this day of day and age of social media, just to get noticed perhaps is a difficult chore. So we're going to talk a lot about high school football today. And the first guest that I want to bring on, he is a member of what they call the football cartel. And we'll have him explain that in detail. I'm talking, of course, about my first guest, Lucas Grinnell. Lucas with KWIN Radio. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on the show, man. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Excited to have you on here. And as I was saying... You know, it's not a topic that we get to talk about too much on this show. We only get an hour a week, and we're usually talking about, you know, the pros, maybe some college football, et cetera. Educate our listeners. What is the football cartel, first and foremost? Well, the football cartel was something uh, we came up with uh, back in 2018. We were at an all-star football game in Florida, and uh, a bunch of the parents were talking about, you know, all the work that has to be put in with recruiting. And, you know, how can we promote players? How can we promote our kids? How can we get them, you know, into the mix with scholarships? Because it's very easy to get lost in the mix, especially, you know, we're up here in Stockton. So we're, you know, we're kind of hidden away from uh, from everybody in Stockton, California, up in Northern California. So um, all the parents got together, all nationwide. Some parents are in Florida, some in, in Boston. Uh, you know, I was out here in California. And we put together the football cartel where uh, we have a Twitter page, we have an Instagram page, and uh, we just promote our kids and we get our kids out there. And um, we just saw amazing results, uh, you know, um, Last year alone, um, you know, my son was at the uh, the Northwestern football camp, uh, the Princeton football camp, uh, Penn, and Columbia. And 16 offers later, he winds up making the decision to go to Cal Lutheran, uh, right down by you in Thousand Oaks. Congratulations to him. Now, uh, what went into his thought process? And we'll talk to him in a few moments here to find out what you know, what may, what went into him making that final decision? Is it more about football, more about academics, a combination of both? But so you've been doing this since 2018. Is that what you said that kind of got formed? Yeah, we started it in December of 2018 when we were all at that football camp uh, or football, all-star football game. And it just, it grew and it grew and it grew. And all of a sudden we started getting a lot of followers on Instagram and Twitter. And, uh, and it's, it's really about, parents 
helping other parents out and parents helping, uh, you know, football, you know, student athletes out as well. So are you going to be help continuing to help now that Jack has made his decision? Is this something that you're going to be a part of, or is this one of those things where you hand off, hand it off kind of pass the torch, pass the baton to the next parent to kind of take charge and they'll just keep passing it down. Or is this something that you feel that you're going to, you're passionate about and you want to be involved in helping these kids out? Where do you stand with that? Well, I'm very passionate about it because I think that, uh, that every kid deserves a shot at a college education. I'm very big into, uh, to, to getting kids to a four-year college. And, and, you know, uh, I know, you know, the area that I'm in up here in Northern California, there's some kids that don't believe they have a shot at getting to a four-year college. And, and I want to change that narrative up here. And I know at Edison, St. Mary's and, and Lincoln High School up here in Stockton, there's tons of kids that deserve to be at a four-year school playing football. And I'd like to help every one of the ones that want it. I want to help them get them a four-year college. Absolutely. Love what you're doing. It's, it's, it's tremendous. And I think that it's one of those things where I believe there are services that do what you do, but, but they charge money, right? Yeah, they charge money and we're not charging money. So, uh, you know, this, this is really just us trying to help kids, trying to get them to the next level and, and, and really trying to show them the importance of football. Um, you know, what we went through, it, it's, it's a painstaking process. I mean, I know some people think, uh, you know, oh, it's easy. Uh, it, it's, it's extremely hard. It's extremely difficult. Um, there's so many kids fighting for only a certain number of scholarships. Um, also, the other thing I want to end is uh, is this whole Division One or bust, I, you know, Division One or nothing, because, you know, there's some great Division Two programs and Division Three programs, and the education is what it's really about. And um, and I just want people to know how hard it is and the fact that you have to keep up on your Instagram page. You have to keep up on your Twitter page. You have to keep the grades up. It's just nonstop. You have to hit the, the weight room. You know, you raised so many good points. What if somebody isn't a big self-promoter? I mean, is this has it gotten to the point now where – beyond just playing football beyond what you do in the classroom you have to be a self-promoter you have to be maybe something that you're that you're not kind of embedded with like you're not a a, that type of person are you going to be left out is that kind of where we're headed with this Absolutely. I, I believe that self-promotion is extremely important. I mean, you look at uh, all the, the kids that are – I mean, if you look at – I'd love, I'd love to see a kid that doesn't have social media make it to a, to a, a, a program, uh, a big program. I'd say it's almost not going to happen. You, you have to be very good at self-promoting. You also um, – when you're on Instagram, you know, the coaches are looking at you. So you can't have pictures of you out partying with your friends and stuff like that. And you can't, you know, have cuss words on there, you know, so it's, it's really, you become a brand. Like once you decide that you're an athlete and you go on Instagram, you're really a brand for the coaches and you're trying to sell these coaches on a brand. The advice that you're giving is tremendous. Because there was a day and age, and you know this, Lucas, where, you know, somebody could maybe make an offhanded comment, maybe a joke, uh, maybe uh, even political commentary or whatever, and post it on social media. Ten years later, it surfaces. And for a while there, people would be like, oh, well, he was just 16, just 17, whatever. It seems like the tolerance for any kind of, you know, dis, you know, 
uh, unsavory commentary, there's less and less forgiveness for it. And so I think you're making some excellent points that these guys not just need to scrub their social media, but it's almost like unless you have something positive to say, don't say it on social media. If there's any chance for controversy, don't say it on social media. Keep it to yourself because there's nothing good that could come out of it. These coaches, like you said, they're looking through this stuff to find out who they're dealing with, who they're going to get for the next three, four, five years. And you don't want a red flag for yourself. Uh, any red flag can mean that you don't get an opportunity. Isn't that right? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I mean, you know, one of my favorite football players, uh, you know, on my favorite team up here, the San Francisco 49ers, Nick Bosa spent his first day as a professional athlete explaining tweets. It's in, in, he actually, uh, I, I want to say less than a year ago, he had to explain his, his wife's tweets, a girlfriend's tweet. I'm not sure if his wife is girlfriend, but she had tweeted out something that was kind of questionable, and he had to answer for that. So it, it's just it's one of those things where on social media – Keep it positive. Keep it upbeat. Post your workouts. And the other side of it is show that you're a human being, too. And, you know, take pictures of yourself around the town you're in. And, you know, because they want a well-balanced person. Absolutely. You know who who actually gave very similar advice was uh, Joe Burrow. Now, he, he kind of gave advice that was maybe more for guys who are already like in the pros or who've already established themselves, you know, but he, he'd hinted at, you know, uh, posts on social media and that type of stuff. Now he was, he was saying maybe something along the lines of not flaunting it too much in terms of the, the weight room and that type of stuff. We're not there yet though, because with these kids, they're needing just that exposure. So I want to show you what I'm doing in the weight room, but I think ultimately the convergence between what he's saying and what you're saying is there because social media is very important. It's how you put yourself out there. And right now at this stage, positive promotion is what it's all about. Before we get to the break here, where can, uh, first of all, where can they listen to you on the radio and then how can they find you on Twitter? Yes, uh, well, I'm uh, Lucas Kalen22 on Twitter, an official Lucas Radio on Instagram. And, of course, I'm up here in, uh, you, you know the area well, beautiful Stockton, California, Modesto. Absolutely, yep. At, uh, at 97.7, 98.3 Kalen. <clears throat> Good stuff. Now, what I'm going to do, Lucas, we're going to take a quick commercial timeout, and then we're going to bring in Jack and Grant, Jack Grinnell, Grant Winter. We're going to have a conversation with them. If you want to hang... You're more than welcome to. We could keep those lines open. And if you want to chime in at any point, you're more than welcome to. But we're going to take a quick timeout. We're talking to Lucas Grinnell with the Football Cartel. We're going to keep the discussion going with his son, Jack, and another prospect, Grant. Stay with us. We will be right back after this. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies Radio Show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? 
If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on The Voice of America Variety Channel. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. This is the Mike Abadir Show. If you want to call in today, we can be reached at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to Mike at themikeabadirshow.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to this week's program. I'm still in disbelief that the Bears unloaded Khalil Mack. I'm just... What, what do the Bears have now? I want to hear from Bears fans. You know, now, you know, the you guys, at least the selling point was you guys have a, a formidable defense in a division that's on decline, division that's always on decline, it seems. You have the Lions every year to, you know, rack up a couple of wins against, and the Vikings, and then, of course, the Packers have been the leaders of the pack. But to get rid of maybe the best player in the division, Wow. Well, I'm, I'm feeling for you guys. I'm feeling for you, Bears fans. We'll talk more about that. We'll talk more about Russell Wilson. We'll talk more about the end of the baseball lockout. But we're going to continue the conversation with my man, Lucas. We've been talking about the football cartel and all the great things that they do for young athletes, for these young men who want to get some exposure, get into a four-year program, balance out that desire to continue the dream of playing football as well as the academic aspect of things. Love what you guys are doing, Lucas. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to bring in his son, Jack Grinnell. We're also going to bring in Grant Winter. How are you gentlemen doing this afternoon? I'm good, Mike. No, How are doing you? pretty good, actually. Good, good, good. So let's start with, uh, let's start with Jack, because I know that you've got a, uh, an interesting background, a compelling story. Uh, why don't you kind of share with our listeners a little bit about yourself and, uh, and, and your journey? Well, you know, I started my journey when I was about five. 
Um, I was diagnosed with autism at a very young age. Uh, you know, I didn't really know what to think about it at first. Um, I was regarded as wasn't going to be able to, you know, make it into the real world. You know, I was put down by a lot of people because of my difference. And, you know, it was really hard on me and my father because he didn't know what to do at first. And we were just trying to put the puzzle, the puzzle pieces together. And, you know, soon enough, as time went on, we shared more memories and more memories. And then we found football. And I think it's really amazing how football really shaped me and turned me into the young man I am today, honestly. It's pretty amazing what football can do for somebody like me and people who are uh, autistic too, you know? Absolutely tremendous story. I, I mean, just even hearing it, um, I'm sure your, your father's very, very proud of you. I know that it's extremely inspirational. This is something for the record books, to be honest with you. Now, when I hear you speaking, uh, and I've got uh, an autistic uh, family member, I, so I've grown up with uh, autism uh, in my life. Um, and I know that there's a, a, a wide range in the spectrum, as they call it. I don't hear any limitations. Uh, is that because of how you've been able to power through it? Maybe um, maybe the, the power of medicine, uh, you know, positive thinking. Uh, are you where are the limitations if there are any and, and what do you have to do to kind of overcome them? Well, I mean, limitations, it's for people who are autistic, you know, we have a hard time trying to communicate uh, with people and also we have a hard time expressing our emotions. And, you know, it's just a boundary that we all have to uh, go through. With me, I didn't, I only took medicine up till the age of eight. And my dad, the reason my dad didn't want me on it is because it showed like it was altering my mind and it showed how slow I was getting. So he didn't do that, but all it really took was a lot of discipline and telling me right from wrong. Tremendous, absolutely loving it. Now, your father was talking to us a little bit about exposure and, and that type of thing. I know that uh, you guys are all really good self-promoters. I wanna bring Grant in for, for a moment here. Grant, you come from an area that isn't necessarily a football hotbed in terms of producing players. Is that correct? Yeah, for sure. I mean, Maine is definitely not really the place that you hear about um, where there's a lot of uh, football players. So, so t tell me, what are what are the things that you've had to do to kind of get some attention? Now, just so you know, uh, as as an NFL agent. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to make this right. a part of the show because we're still talking about uh, young men who are still looking to, to navigate the, the waters and, and get to college football. But you meet the eye test. So I would suspect that the that the that your goal is to make sure that others out there see that. See that, hey, I meet the eye test. I've got guys telling me I meet the eye test. I'm over here. Look at me. Look at my film. What are the things that you have to do to get attention for yourself when you when you hail from an area that isn't necessarily a football factory? Well, you know, it's definitely been much harder, I mean, because a lot of coaches, um, especially college coaches, kind of overlook uh, northeastern states uh, for recruiting. But for me, I mean, it's really just posting twice as much as other people and working twice as hard as other people. And that's kind of what I've continued to do. 
Um, and my story is kind of like a lot to unpack. But um, I, I came from a very small town in Maine, maybe about like 2,000, 3,000 people, which actually kind of encouraged me to work even harder because it wasn't really what I was doing wasn't seen as something that was very common. So it kind of lit fire under me, if that makes any sense. And um, just posting consistently every day and just working extremely hard is what's got me really far. Jack, what position do you play? What positions have you played? And I know that you made a decision as to where you're going to be playing your college football. Talk to us about your position and how you made your choice to go to a four-year well, institution. You know, uh, well, you know, um, as I play Pop Warner, I played every position on the offensive line from left tackle to right tackle to left guard to right guard all the way to center. And I played defense. I played <clears throat> defensive tackle on both sides, and I played nose as well. Uh, high school, I started as a right tackle when I was a junior. Um, you know, it was, it was a lot of pressure. It was a lot of things to take on. But, you know, I ended up doing it. And then, you know, come my senior year, I ended up switching to right guard. And I was like, okay, I'm a little – I'm a little new to it. It's been a, you know, <laughs> couple of couple of years since I've done it, but you know, I got into the swing of things and it was a real it was really good for me cuz I was able to get off the ball as fast as most people and it was just pancake after pancake. I loved it. What's your height weight currently? Uh 63 about 290. Oh, that's prototypical. Now, had you had some offers. What are some of your choices, and how did you decide to make a final decision on, on where you're going to end up? Well, I had – well, I mean, in the early summer, I had about only one offer. And then about going into the winter, I had six. And then by the end of that, I had 16. Wow. Uh, some of those colleges were St. Uh, Norbert College, Whittier College, Hiram in Ohio, uh, Nichols College uh, out east. Um, and also this is like really – this is one I'm personally proud of, of myself. Uh, Marshall College in West Virginia, uh, Division One. There you go. And then the final college I'm going to list off is the University of Cal Lutheran in Thousand Oaks outside of Calabasas. Who is the winner? Yes, that was the winner. And it's really interesting to me why I chose that school. Because when I first visited there, I felt right at home. The environment was great. The people were very loving. And I loved everything it had to offer on campus. Now, if, if I'm sure you, you probably had an opportunity to give, give some advice to uh, Grant here. What, what are the things that you've told him as he goes through his journey on where he ends up playing, uh, hopefully, uh, college football? What are the, some of the things that you've told him tips-wise, suggestion-wise, life advice-wise, et cetera, now that you've gone through this process and made a final decision? Uh, you know, it's really interesting, and this also goes back to what my father said. 
there are going to be a lot of people in college who want to peer pressure you into doing stuff that may ruin your chances of making it far in life. Don't let peer pressure get a hold of you. Stand up for what's right and what you think is right. Also, always stay up on your academics. Academics is before everything, honestly, even before football, because without academics, you're not going to have somewhere to go. You're not going to have a job. That's the thing. Those are key details. Excellent advice. Football. Excellent, excellent advice. So, Grant, I hear that they call you the Winter Soldier. How did you get that nickname? Yeah. Um, So I actually got it from uh, family and some uh, close friends. But, um, yeah, so I I think I started – I got the nickname in around eighth grade. But um, so basically in eighth grade I got invited to this showcase called Football Hotbed. And um, that was in Florida. And when I was there, it was kind of a shock to me because everyone else looked like basically a miniature NFL player. So I came back home and started, you know, putting all this work in on Twitter and stuff. And we came up with the name Main Machine, which was basically kind of like my name on Twitter. Um, And then it continued on, you know, through now, sophomore year. I'm at a prep school now. So it's kind of followed its way with me all these years. (laughs) Nice. Now, so you're heading into your junior year. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Now, what positions do you – have you played? Which one do you envision yourself after your most recent growth spurt um, most fitting into? What's what's the most natural fit for the winter soldier? Uh, I'd definitely say defensive end. Um, I know some family members would definitely say tight end. (laughs) <laughs> but, um, I'm still definitely growing into my body still. Um, but um, if I had to say, I'd definitely say defensive end. Um, that's what I've gone to several of these camps as and um, have showed out in, really. But um, we'll see. I mean, maybe tight end in the next year. Um, I've definitely been working on tight end, and I feel really confident about that. So I feel like either side of the ball I can play on in college. Now, uh, what's your height weight? Uh, I'm 6'3 230. Okay. Well, I'll tell you this yeah. much, uh, you know, pass rushing specialists, uh, there's a premium for them. So, you know, um, hey, man, I think you got to do what your body and your mind tells you that you could do best. Do you have good hands if you were to play tight end or are you more of a blocker? I'm definitely more of a blocker. I mean, this year was my first year since COVID because I was out for three years, actually, uh, not having seasons. But um, when I came back, blocking is really natural for me. But we also have been working on tight end a lot, and I can catch. So um, we'll see. I mean, really catching and blocking, but more so of blocking. But I'm definitely still growing into that tight end thing. I've been doing defensive end for since I've like since I was like seven years old. So tight end definitely something that was new i did play fullback so i can run the ball so i think next year is definitely going to be the good year at uh catching and blocking tight end for me now this all brings up another point which is lucas for the football cartel do you guys assist in terms of maybe uh, doing film review and maybe helping these guys decide what position makes them more attractive to a college program or do you kind of stay out of that and 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 let them focus on just being themselves where's that middle ground and 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 kind of what approach do you take when it comes to you know positionally speaking looking at things and saying you know what 
your position if you're going to make it to the next level is going to you're this is where you're going to make your living brother you're going to make it as a you know offensive lineman or whatever the case may be you still with us lucas we may have lost lucas there so uh i guess i'll ask uh, uh jack uh does, does the football cartel help in that regard in terms of you know giving advice in terms of what position one should play you know what position should grant play is that something that the film kind of speaks for itself or does a football cartel assist in that regard um you know it's really interesting i mean we've had some film reviews and you know i think what really makes a player is how what their passion is how they're passionate about playing the sport and how they really are with block, blocking, catching, receiving, whatever it may be, you know? Gotcha. Yep, absolutely. Now, I think we got Lucas back on. I was asking whether or not the football cartel kind of assists. Grant was telling us in terms of the positions that he plays. Is that something that you do where maybe you'll look at somebody's film, their height, their weight, and help steer them a certain direction? You know, if they need some guidance in terms of what position they should play, do you help in that regard? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, it, obviously it's up to their, their their football coach about where they're going to play. But we'll sit down, watch film, talk to the kids, tell them where they can best you know strive for greatness. You know, obviously you know we're not going to set uh, you know Jack up as a you know a defensive back you know with his size and stuff like that. And um, you know, so sometimes you know players have this mind like I want to be a running back, and you look at them and you're like, well. You know, unfortunately, that's not where your skill set is. Your skill set is here, and you know, and we try to put them in a in a position um, where they're going to succeed. And, and when you look at uh, both Grant and Jack, they're, they're they're definitely succeeding in their positions. And and I think uh, you know, um, a little bit of that has to do with the football cartel and the guidance. Uh, you know, uh, like Jack moving over to uh, to right guard uh, when uh, you know uh, Coach uh, Simon with uh you know edison high school moved him over there he's like i i think that jack is is more of a right guard than a than a a right tackle you know given the size and as soon as he got in that position you know jack dominated it at, at, at right guard and you look at, at grant winter and, and, and grant winter is it uh you know the, the two positions he's playing on both sides of the ball whether it's on defense or offense he's looking like more and more like a power five guy at, uh, you know, he is humble about, uh, you know, his accomplishments, but, you know, he's going to go to Kansas State uh, in, a, in a few weeks here. He's uh, he's dominated at the camps, and, uh, you know, a lot has to do with, with those positions. And, and, and you want to put the, the, the players in the best position that's going to make them succeed and get noticed. Absolutely. Can you guys hang with me through another commercial break? Oh, yeah, we'd love to. Okay, outstanding. Sure, sure, yeah. Okay, and what I'm going to ask you to do, Grant, is I'm going to want you to, to tell the coaches out there, I do know that we've got some listeners that do coach in major college football. What do you want them to know about you? Hang on to that thought for a moment. We're going to take a quick commercial timeout. When we come back, more of the football cartel, high school football recruiting experiences galore right after this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. 
The Winning Ponies Radio Show with John Inglehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune into All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Mondays at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Variety channel find out what's happening on the voice america talk radio network by keeping up with us on twitter you can find us at voice america trn streaming live the leader in internet talk radio VoiceAmerica.com. This is the Mike Abadir Show. If you want to call in today, we can be reached at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to Mike at themikeabadirshow.com. Now, back to this week's program. So, quick quick business note before we finish our conversation with the football cartel and the guys here. Uh, we do our annual March Madness bracket tournament. We're going to be doing one again this year. Nine years past, prizes have been modest. You know, uh, between $100 and $250 is the grand prize for the winner. And then paid out for second, paid out for third. We're going to continue with that same format, first, second, and third, except the stakes are higher. And we're, we got a crypto sponsor involved. They're going to be paying out $1,000 to the winner this year. So be on lookout. It's a free contest to enter. Big prize, biggest prize we've ever offered. So I'll uh, let everybody know on Twitter, encourage everybody to get involved. Why not? Even if you're not a cryptocurrency enthusiast, hey, maybe this is the opportunity to learn a little bit about the, uh, the world of crypto. Anyways, more about that. Let's resume the conversation. And I was asking Grant before the break, Grant Winter, the Winter Soldier, from Maine, wants to get his name out there. This is your opportunity for all the coaches that are listening. Yep. Give us, give us what you would want to convey to them. What, what do you want the coaching world to know that they might might not know? Why Grant Winter is a special human being first and foremost, and a football player with tremendous upside. You know, I definitely say I'm the hardest worker that any coach would meet. And the reason why is um, in ninth grade, um, it all started where I was about 5'10", 160 pounds. 
And uh, I started posting on social media, like, all my progress and stuff. And, you know, I had some people who didn't necessarily believe in it as a joke, and it really lit the fire under me. And for months in quarantine, I mean, I just, like, stopped talking to everyone and just basically put my head down and worked for almost two years. And then from there, I was recruited by six prep schools in New England, and then a few colleges started reaching out. But I am relentless, and if you see me in the gym currently now, like, I can't have any kid that's in there longer than me. So I have to always outwork everyone just because from remembering two years ago the way I was treated for kind of being an underdog in, the way, in a way, it's made me work extremely hard. Love that answer. Tremendous. Thank you. <laughs> now, uh, Jack, I, I look at my crystal ball and I see that you're going to have a nice – uh, career uh, Cal Lutheran do I do I see like a lifetime movie uh, do I feel like uh, there's maybe a book uh, something inspirational you know has anybody kind of approached you or talked to you about something like that I know you're still young but I mean the the source of inspiration that is gonna uh, the more your story comes out it's unbelievable I mean to, to be able to play at a high level college football uh man it's a testimony to you and your father um but you do you do know that, that this could be the grounds f uh, for a movie or a book at least right yes most definitely <laughs> yeah yeah I, I i mean look in this day and age we're always looking for good storylines feel good stories especially in um you know in a world that is uh, I don't want to say crumbling uh, in, in front of us, but in some parts of the world it literally is. So any feel-good story is uh, is going to be grabbed onto. But more than that, I think the ability to be able to inspire young men and women who do have autism to uh, to realize that the potential is unlimited, uh, that you're you're loved not just by your family but by society. And um, you know I. I'm really honored to have you be a part of today's show, and I, I wanted you to know that, Jack. Oh, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Lucas, you got to be real proud as a father, my man. I mean, you've done a great job, obviously, and uh, you've, you've helped keep Jack focused and not let anything kind of bring him down. Uh, what's what's the secret in terms of uh, a, a parent? Maybe, maybe there's a listener out there that's got a, a, a child with autism What's kind of what secret sauce for you? Well, I think the secret sauce was showing them success and, and, and showing them love. Uh, you know, I know from the from the, the start with Pop Warner when, you know, Coach Cunningham, you know, was coaching him, you know, he, uh, you know, he pushed him, you know, praised him. Uh, and then, you know, once a child, you know, whether they're on the autism spectrum or, or not, once they see success and they, they, they hear the cheer of the crowd, they long for that and um and something i know uh you know you can basically talk to anybody out there if you have something you don't want to lose you're going to work hard to keep it and and when you get that success in the football field you're like gosh this is incredible i don't want to do anything that's going to risk this or lose this so you work hard 
and and that's really what he's done. And and you know, I remember uh, when we left Columbia University after the camp uh, last year. You know, Jack was like, "All I want is an offer," and I said, "They'll come. You just got to relax. Just keep doing what you're doing. Keep working hard." And then the floodgates opened, and 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 he felt the love, and 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 he says to me all the time, "I just want to keep this going. I just want to keep this going." So, uh, my advice to uh, to every parent out there, uh, especially ones uh, that that have uh, an autistic child, is find something that they're passionate about. Find something that they love. Show them how to do it. Teach them about it, and then and then get them going. And 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 you're gonna be amazed by the results you'll see. Yeah, I love when I see videos. Sometimes they even bring them on SportsCenter where they'll have maybe an autistic uh, kid uh, playing at the high school level in basketball. And uh, they bring him oh, in yeah, maybe yeah. in the last few moments of the game and they just start drilling three-pointers or whatever. Uh, haven't really seen much of that in major college football. I have a feeling that this, uh, like I said, this storyline is just going to get bigger and bigger. I wish you nothing but success uh, on and off the field. Uh, before I let you guys all go, where can people that want to follow your story and continue following it, Jack, where can they find you on social media, Instagram and Twitter? Um, for Instagram, they can find me at official underscore Jack Rennell. And for Twitter, they can find me at Jack Rennell underscore 50. Now, what what about you, Grant? You still got a little bit of time ahead of you here before uh, you yeah. get your offers and, and make some final decisions. For those who want to continue following your journey and see where you end up and uh, and what this next year or two are going to look like for you, where can they follow you on social media? Okay, so my Twitter is GrantWinter123. My Instagram is uh, GrantWinter. Beautiful. Gentle gentlemen, thank you so much. Loved having you guys on. Definitely want to bring you back to see how Calou is going for you, Jack, to find out more about your journey. Grant, please keep us posted. Keep us informed in terms of where you are going to be headed because I'm sure a lot of the listeners want to follow all you guys. And, Lucas, big thank you to you. From from a community perspective, man, you're, you're really delivering, uh, and uh, I wish you nothing but the best. Thank you, thank you. Thanks for having me, and, and, and love the show. It's, this is a great segment, and I, I love what you're doing. Awesome. Thank you guys all so much. We'll keep following the story. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll... Uh, thank we'll, you, sir. Thank you. Absolutely. We'll... You know, I, I love I love that these guys are coast-to-coast coast also because we're going to get some um, different a different flavor as to kind of what they're going through, you know, whether it be the guys in, in Stockton over here um, which uh, for most of the listeners, you may know that I am originally from Modesto. So I got 209 in my heart all the way. And of course, all the way to the other coast in Maine. So a lot of really special stuff. Really appreciate that these guys took the time to share their stories with us. Unbelievable stuff. And, you know, I think for any listener out there that's that's tuned into today's show, you got to realize how much work you got to put in just to be able to compete Right. It's not just about, you know, a, a flaunting thing or a self-promotion thing. It's about you got to keep up with everybody else who's posting and doing all these different things. You don't want to get less left out. So if you've got kids that are looking to play any sport, but especially uh, major college football, these are things that you must do. And for any listeners that are in their teen years, that are in their high school years, I hope that this is kind of uh, a segment that resonates with you guys gets you to maybe rethink how you're approaching this 
and um yeah that's why i loved having those guys on much uh, much appreciated let's shift our focus now a little bit to some of the news of the day in the last few minutes of the show here and uh, actually, one of the guys was asking me during commercial timeout about the uh, San Francisco Giants. What I love about that question is that we are now back to talking baseball and not lockout. We're talking about predictions. We're talking about, wow, what moves are going to be coming up? And I'm going to tell you guys, there's going to be a slew of moves that are going to be coming uh, our way. We're going to be hearing about a lot of signings. I think that there's still over 100 players that are free agents still. So we're going to be hearing about signings galore in the next uh, few days here. Super excited about it. Uh, football kind of took the limelight in the first half of this week so far, all the way through today with the Khalil Mack trade. But baseball uh, this afternoon brought the shift back to them. There's going to be that tug of war over the entire spring period here as to who's going to be able to get the most attention from these leagues. And uh, I'd say that this week has been monumental when it comes to that. It's kind of funny because baseball, let's face it, football has been king for a while. And and baseball, you know, depending on who you ask, is either second or maybe even third behind the NBA. Uh, to me, baseball is still America's pastime. I love baseball. I think that baseball does rival the NFL at times one of the greatest postseason formats in all of sports is in baseball tremendous excitement and i'll tell you i was actually surprised at how many people felt so strongly about this lockout and and you have to wonder did it maybe possibly do baseball some good like the old adage any attention is good attention is that is that a possibility is it possible that maybe there they have been a part of the conversation in a way that they wouldn't have if there wasn't this lockout. I'm going to predict that baseball is going to do real well. It's going to rebound real well. The number of social media hits has been outstanding in terms of volume for baseball. So I think that needs to be said first and foremost. Now they have an opportunity with improving the game, we're going to see more stolen bases. We're going to see more runs scored. We're going to get away with the sh get rid of the shift. So we're not going to see 190 mile an hour bullets that are that are caught by some rover. Um, and, and so to me, I'm super super excited about this. I'm super happy that baseball is back. We will do a baseball preview show, prediction show, like we always do. And like I said. Look out for that March Madness tournament. It's going to be our biggest prize ever. Stay tuned for that. For now, that's all the time we have. A big thank you to the Football Cartel. A big thank you to Lucas Grinnell, Jack Grinnell, Grant Winter. They all delivered. Fantastic show today because they made it really, really good. As always, thank you to you, the listener. Without you, there's no show. We'll see you same time, same place next week. Enjoy your sports weekend, everyone. Thanks for joining us this week for the Mike Abadir Show. Please tune in again next Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time for another show with Mike and his co-host, Gino Bacola, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week.